Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Holistic Hearts. I'm Kristen Chadwick, your host, and today I have the pleasure of having my good friend Eugene Lenning back on the show. Hi, Eugene. Why, hello, Kristen. Great to be with you. <laughs> you do. I'm glad you're here in real life, in person, That's in right. my studio. We did this once before virtually, and it was just not as good. No, no, it was not. So I am just so excited because you have an amazing book coming out very, very soon, October the 19th, 19th, and it's called Moments with Jesus, and it's a children's book, however... It's so much more than a children's book. Um, I just think, as you know, if you've listened to my podcasts at all, we love talking about encountering Jesus in a real experiential way. And this is going to be an amazing tool for kids and for adults alike. And just to have you back on to talk about that in itself is a gift to me, to our listeners. And yeah, so... Again, welcome, and thank you. I'd love to hear what's on your heart specifically regarding that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the way that that book journey began was a, out of a friendship with a gentleman out in Pennsylvania, Christian, one of my dear friends. Mm. And we became friends through a friend, and we would talk about encounter with Jesus. And he and I would have fabulous conversations about our own experience with the Lord. And then he would listen to some of my own recordings like you. You know, mm -hmm. we love to record encounter and, and imaginative experience of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so then at some point he approached me from the publishing company side and said, hey, what would it look like if we did a children's Bible? And mm -hmm. we started bouncing ideas around and it landed on, what if we did an encounter Bible mm -hmm. where we did a number of narratives from the four gospels, but it was firsthand mm -hmm. and you're there. And some of them, you're actually a child. Like for instance, the feeding of the 5,000, you are the child whose five loaves and two fish get split up. And so you get to kind of see it from that perspective. Yeah. And so it began as this, what if, and what if we tried this? And it became this wonderful project back and forth. And and then eventually, um, you know, I'd love to give them a shout out, Kevin and Kristen Howdeshell, they're out of Kansas City, this husband and wife absolutely majestic illustrations mm -hmm. that bring that sort of smiling, joyous presence of Jesus to life. And so the, the, the last couple of years we've been working on this and I do just love it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think each chapter, you know, is a chapter from the gospels. And then to see these illustrations, some of the page turns almost take your breath away because yeah. of the artwork. So I think whether a child is really wordy and loves to read and think about words, or they're just a really little child who loves amazing pictures, mm -hmm. I'm just so excited because I think there will be an encounter either way. Yeah. And for parents too. Absolutely. Well, and you have a corresponding podcast called Mo right. Moments with Jesus. That's right. Which, I mean, my kids and I have listened as I've tucked them into bed, we've put it on, <laughs> on our little awesome. echo dot and enjoyed just stepping into that scenery mm. and hearing the crackling of the fires yeah. and um oh it's so good so we'll post a link in the show notes for that because it's another great encounter tool mm. for sure well i i would love for you to dig in to um just your heart behind really seeing as we were discussing before the podcast mm. seeing how we can encounter Jesus in little um, moments mm. in the gospel and why that's important 
as a parent and how that trickles into our kids naturally. Mm -hmm. And what Chris and I were just talking about is an observation that has been sort of bubbling up for me lately that wouldn't we all agree that the way Jesus went about his three years of ministry in terms from the moment he called the disciples until he ascended, and even after the fact, by his spirit, didn't he do things in a way that was really thoughtful? Mm-hmm. And probably he wanted it to work that way. Mm-hmm. And that's that thought that perhaps he was really up to something while he was up to things has been helpful because look at, say, mm-hmm. let's say we were Peter. Mm-hmm. And I love Luke 5's account where he really gets called and it's the miraculous catch of fish. I mean, when Jesus calls him, it's eye to eye, mm-hmm. and there's a certain feel in the air based upon the way that Peter reacts. So it begs the question, how were we called? Mm-hmm. You know, Whether you were a teenager at a Christian camp or maybe you were later in life and had some experience of the presence of Jesus and you said, I want to give myself, yeah. what was the call like? But from there, it's his personality mm. um, because Peter didn't just begin to begin and, and then become this amazing disciple. And well, the next day he woke up maybe under the branches of a tree next to Jesus and Jesus, what should we do today? Yeah. And Jesus most likely said what he kept saying to Peter, follow me. <laughs> and so then to learn his personality, to read the gospels, but also by his living presence to experience him day to day. Mm. What could be higher for us? You know, we're yeah. recording this on a Friday. What could be higher for a Friday than to know what he's like? Mm. So that the way we are out there representing him at the grocery store or picking up our kids at school is him, mm. not just us. Yeah. Well, then from there is teaching. You know, are we dead serious about his teaching? Do we read the Sermon on the Mount consistently? Do we ponder the last discourse, John 14 to 17, and think, boy, these are the words of life. Because I can guarantee when they were having dinner five, 10, 20 years later, the disciples, they were still ruminating on those things he said, yeah. you know, do we? And then from there, the cross, you know, do we accept the finished work of the cross? Hmm. Or do we consistently say, well, I'm, I'm sure that I'm not worthy of this. Well, of course you're not, mm-hmm. but it's finished. Mm-hmm. So is it finished for us? Then the resurrection. Mm. Have we done business with that? Are we as surprised as the disciples were that he's actually alive right now? He's listening to us have this little conversation. Mm -hmm. And then from there, the ascension, you know. Mm. They saw him go. We can imagine him go. But have we ever thought about the fact that he then takes the throne of heaven as a man, as a human, Mm -hmm. God in the flesh, sitting there right now, listening to us have this conversation, because that changes the way that we pray mm-hmm. and it changes how we live because we're completely cognizant of the fact that it's that bearded man from Nazareth <laughs> that we're yeah. doing life in front of and with. And so then I think about the Holy Spirit coming and have we been filled with the Holy Spirit and do we listen to his voice before our own? Mm. And then lastly, I, I think when we read the book of Acts, what they're doing is they're extending the realm of the kingdom. Mm. Is that our purpose? Are we waking up on a Monday and thinking through our schedule or are we thinking how far can we take this, you know? Mm. So that's what's been on my mind lately is I think that the segments of their experience of him, they are all contingent on each other. Mm -hmm. You know, their experience of the cross is so meaningful because of his personality and their memory of him. Yeah. And, And their experience of his personality as the ascended king of heaven 
is so meaningful because the blood of the cross has freed them. And I think in my own life, I think my deficiencies as a disciple are when I have let parts of those segments lapse. Wow. You know? Mm -hmm. And I think when I meet with a lot of people and they want to talk about their spiritual life, I find that a lot of people are missing whole segments of those. Mm. They know everything about the cross, but they don't know him. Yeah. So their their experience of his personality is nil. Yeah. So it's very easy not to trust his goodness because they don't know him. Mm-hmm. They believe in the cross, but they don't know him. Yeah. And so I, I think we need to really dig into every segment of the disciple's journey and be aware of where we're deficient and then dive in with him there. Because again, he's yep. alive. So good. <laughs> Uh, Boy, it's, I could ramble about it all day, but I, I just, it's like we want him, you know? Yeah. Well, and I love that because I I mean, ever since I've known you and Jenny, if if you don't know, Jenny is Eugene's wife and she's been on the show too. And she's talked about Holy Spirit and, um, but ever since I've known both of you, I, every experience of of being with both of you has left me wanting to go away to go find out more about this bearded man from Mm. Nazareth Mm. and to experience him and not just know a ton of information about him. Mm. And I just love that because it transforms, it's transformational. That's the transformation Mm. is, is that encountering him personally yeah for you and how how amazing is it to think about uh and i know you've talked about before the when peter gets called and having that we have the foresight to know his his whole line of of his life of denying and then being called back and um knowing the whole story that's what i was trying to say Mm um and how Amazing that we can take that and sit in that moment of, okay, Jesus, when you are calling me, when you call me, um, you know, Peter the Rock or Kristen, like my my name from him is my sweet one. Mm. When I hear those words, I got to trust that you know the whole picture. Mm. And I love, I love it because it just brings a whole new um, color to life bringing that together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just keep going. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> keep bringing your revelations. <clears throat> well, I... It's just, it's, it's, it's lovely to be loved by the one, you know, I've been thinking about Colossians 1 lately, that he is the, the one who created all things and in whom all things hold together. It's just so lovely because you are his sweet one, mm-hmm. you know, and he, you were an idea to him before you were a reality. Mm-hmm. And then at some point in his complex understanding of all human history, he intersected himself with your life, you know, and, yeah. and you had, you kind of caught eyes with him. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that I, I love that. I, and then that's true of you, you know, mm-hmm. you are his sweet and your your desire in fact I, w- I was thinking the other day with a friend we were talking about 
there's a great line from the, the Catholic mystic Thomas Merton, mm. where he says, Lord, I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. Mm. And I think that I think that about that with you. Mm. I think you really do desire to please him, but it's that's what's so neat is that as you're desiring to please him, it does in fact please him, and he's like my sweet one. Mm-hmm. You know, I it just life with Jesus. You know, yeah, it's it's so cool that we've been friends for years, mm-hmm. and how we've taken this journey. We see each other all the time here, here and there, and everywhere. And it's neat that to have friends where we're all thinking about him all the time. Yeah. And so when we get together, we can just talk like this Yep. because he's been top of mind all day for us today. Mm-hmm. And when he wasn't, he was taking care of that. And yep. then now we're back to top of mind. Yep. It's yeah. It's lovely. It is lovely. And I love how you talk about that this, and I think we talked about this on the last episode where we were talking about how before we even get out of bed, the question of what are we doing today? Mm. Just like how you were just giving an example of Peter Mm. um, and how much that has become a a morning first comment in Mm. my head. And if you are in this place of you have not experienced him on that real personal level, um, that it's just as easy as that Mm. of like, what are you up to today? What are we up to today? Yeah. And that it's not a, a far away attainment, mm. you know? Yeah. I Yesterday, <clears throat> this may seem off topic, but it'll have a point. <laughs> yesterday I was reading, um, I have a, I got a wonderful letter the other day from one of my very early young life guys, meaning a guy that was in high school that I was kind of reaching out to. And he was, uh, his, both his parents are professors, he's Swedish. So he came over from Sweden to California where I was living at the time. And it was hilarious and fun and, you know, he was wild about the ladies. I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was classic. But then he had a significant encounter with Jesus. Mm. And the other day I got a handwritten letter from him. He's a diplomat now in uh, the United Arab Emirates. Wow. And got a letter from him from there, handwritten, like five-page letter, wow. just reflecting back and just mm. talking about his joy in Jesus. And he's this brilliant Swedish diplomat. Yeah. And so interestingly, I got that on Saturday. And this week I happened upon this interesting article that talked about how in Sweden, they actually take deep dives into every religious system in history, Hmm. much more so than in the United States. Um, And it has tended to cause their country to be more a-religious, meaning without religion, Hmm. uh, without sort of mainline church type thinking. And I, I mentioned that to Jenny yesterday and she reacted maybe like your listeners are reacting like, well, that's not good. <laughs> but I actually loved it. I huh. thought, now that is interesting hmm. because I think Jesus himself is great with that. Hmm. Yeah, look at all the systems of man as it pertains to the approach to God. Hmm. Watch how they all crumble to the ground when you compare and contrast them with each other. And at the center of that crumbling stands again, the bearded man, Jesus. Hmm. Because I think that's what he did in the first century. He walked into their system and said, I'm fulfilling that now and it's over. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, sometimes we have tried to rebuild a system around approach to him. Mm -hmm. And yet it's what you just said. (laughs) It's to wake up as individuals Mm -hmm. every day and say, now what? 
and to wait upon his answer by his living spirit Mm -hmm. and then do likewise, do accordingly all day until we fall asleep at night. Mm -hmm. And if we do that one day at a time, we're not rebuilding some religious system of man, we're following him. Mm. And if, let's say there's a thousand people that are gonna listen to our words right now. If those thousand people did that today, wherever they are, the way would win, meaning the way of Jesus. And not by winning, like by conquering the world. No, by showing his affection for people, Mm -hmm. by being gracious, lovely, loving. Hmm. And if we do that day by day by day, we are literally changing the world. Yeah. I mean, now this makes life interesting. Mm -hmm. So anyways random trailing off thought there, but no, I well think done Sweden, in. you know? Yes. <laughs> well, I think it actually fits in perfectly because we're talking, we wanted to come back to how does this affect us as parents mm. when, if we personally are meeting him day to day, if I don't specifically have a devotion that I do with my child, but I am meeting with Jesus every day and that, love and that connection and that intentionality oozes out into my Mm. relationship with my kiddo. Mm. Um, I think they're going to remember that more than reading Jesus calling every morning, you know, or, or, I mean, not that Jesus, Jesus calling is, is bad. I'm just saying there are things that are more, um, deeply marking Mm. in our kids more than a book right. could explain. Yeah. Yeah, because think about too, back to the first century. Um, let's say two weeks before Jesus showed up in the Galilee and said, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you were a good Jew, where would you have gone at least once a year? Back to the... Back to the temple. Temple, yeah. And why would you go to the temple? What would be the centerpiece of the temple's wonder and awe? To like repent, right? Or, yeah, and, yeah. To, and and to be near to what they considered to be the presence upon earth. Yeah. So their sense was standing outside of Herod's temple, like, ooh, mm-hmm. the Holy of Holies. Look at it. You mm-hmm. can just barely see it. It's just past mm-hmm. the holy place. And beyond that, we'll never see it in our lifetime because we're not high priests, but the presence of God is right over there. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you, and you would have stood there in awe in the outer courts mm-hmm. and just felt like goosebumps rising on your skin. To your point, when your kids get up in the morning, you've spent time with him. Where does the presence live now? Mm. It lives in the chest mm-hmm. of Kristen Chadwick. <laughs> so yes, there is something transformative when we really get in there with him, mm-hmm. when we abide in him in the morning, because the presence is almost, it's almost like it's activated. Yeah. So that the way that you're like making their lunches, the way that you're, you know, flipping pancakes, the way that you're hugging them on the way out the door. Mm-hmm is an experience like the first century with Herod's temple. Yeah. It just happens to be a lot more attractive because it's their mom. Mm-hmm. And that is exciting. Yeah. I mean, talk about raising the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. Hmm. I'll be thinking about that all day. <laughs> well, I was just, I just did um, an encounter uh, actually for a class that I'm in. And we sat in the moment where it's the rich young ruler And something struck me in that where he said, um, 
he said, what, what else can I do to, to get into eternal life? And he bowed his knee and he did everything right. Like I'm showing you respect. Uh, I know who you are. And Jesus, it says, Jesus looked, um, intensely and said, Mm. and, or loved, he loved intensely Mm. and looked at him and something like that. But I was thinking about, and I was really sitting in that moment of, I'm getting to a point of (laughs) when I come to Jesus thinking I have all the right um, tools that I'm using or whatever, but all he wants to do is just look at Mm. me. And he really knows what I'm really asking Mm. and seeking and yet when that locking of eyes happens, there's a, almost like a breaking down mm. of walls. So if you take that moment of sitting in that really powerful encounter with Jesus and, and meditation of that, and then you, like in my real life when kids come home from school and I know the power that it was when Jesus connected to me and made at that eye to eye contact that if I come and look in my children's eyes hmm. and I know that they're not really asking for, you know, I want to go play screens, but mm-hmm. if I lock eyes and I'm like, did you have a hard day? Hmm. And hmm. because I experienced that with Jesus yeah. and now I can pass that on to my children um almost like the concept of um do as my be imitators of Mm. the father and jesus so then i can be imitate that and then pass it along to my children so that they know that they're seen and they're heard and loved deeply loved Mm. yeah i love that yeah and and that it's, it's a great image too because we all know, especially if, for your listeners who have children, I mean, there's such a, a buildup in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then they're out the door and you kind of take a deep breath. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then you go about your adult day. Mm-hmm. But I like the way you said that, just the way you receive them even coming back. It calls up in us like, how are we spending our day? Because mm. we all have different work we're doing mm-hmm. in our you know, sort of little important careers we're up to. <laughs> but it's a cool thought that each day we could recapture our experience of him so that when they come back, it's like they're re-encountering him in us. Mm-hmm. It really, I think that calls something up in me as yeah. I think about, you know, 2.50 this afternoon mm-hmm. when Jenny or I will go get the boys and get Hadley. And yeah, it's powerful to think about being the direct extension of his care. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And the pressure's off too. <laughs> right. Like, I know that you know, life happens too. And that's what's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Is a, a what you've talked about one of your um, the anchor times when you were talking about it's just as easy as turning around mm-hmm. and oh yeah there you are yeah <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah it's in fact Jenny and I this morning we're having a conversation about it's always the first day with him wow you know it's mm-hmm. always the first day and one of the great mistakes we've made in history is thinking of Christian history um, because really the, the, the history of the last, call it 2021 years, that people would like have textbooks about. Mm-hmm. Christian history is mostly our brokennesses 
and our mm. failures. Mm-hmm. And that's tragic because it's always day one, huh. you know? It's always just like you said, it's always the turnaround. Yeah. And tomorrow will be day one again. Mm-hmm. And that's how the early church did things. Yeah. We have just gotten confused by starting to write it all down and say, oh, no, no, no. It's this, this, and this. No, it's always you and him. Yes. There's nothing else. So good. And so simple. So simple. It is the simple gospel. I yeah. mean, that's the Will Reagan. Oh, oh I was I listening to that this morning. Me too. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. I want to make sure that people know where to find your book, you when it's coming out, all those things. Yep. So here we are. We are uh, into the month of October, 2021. So this is the month. It is. It's coming out on October 19th. Uh, off the top of my head, obviously Amazon. So it's Moments with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, you, I don't know if you mentioned, but it, 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 Bill Johnson is the co-author on it. Yes. The yes. fabulously wonderful senior pastor at Bethel Reading. Shout um, out. So he has done an amazing forward, afterward, and devotional questions after every chapter. So it's mm-hmm. it's really rich and heartfelt and obviously really cool because now Bill is at a stage not just as a father but as a grandfather. Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of warmth to it, to what he's written. Um, anyways, so Amazon, Moments with Jesus, uh, Encounter Bible, um, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, uh, some of the classic retailers. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, you can find it. Okay. I promise yeah. you can find it. Awesome. Yeah. And then momentswithjesusproject.com is okay. where those podcasts live that Kristen talked about. And there's some cool like animated readings where the, they've taken the illustrations and sort of Ken oh. Burns effect where okay. it's sort of like moving. Totally and it's what I was thinking. Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, those are fun too. Okay. Awesome. So exciting. Well, thanks for coming back in and Yeah. I can't wait to get this book in my hands, mm. and uh, I have already pre-ordered mine. So awesome! Well, go thank out and do you it, very guys. much. All right, thanks. <laughs>